Hi, and welcome to the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. We've provided a collection of sermons, our midweek lessons, music, and many more tools to help you grow in your walk with God. We are living in an unprecedented and challenging time, but we invite you to listen in and be encouraged as we fight through this together. Be sure to subscribe and feel free to share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Thanks for listening. Good morning, church. Great to be back together again today. So, as usual, there's a lot going on right now in our world, and uh, it's been quite a week. And depending on how much you've been tuned into things, you are either very uh, happy right now, or maybe you're very sad right now. Maybe you're very giddy right now, or maybe you're mad right now, or I don't know, maybe you don't feel anything at all. But you feel what you feel for a reason. And those are some of the things that we're going to go ahead and get into you today. So we're going to turn to John chapter 12. We'll be there in just a moment. In the past few weeks, we've been talking a lot about the conscience of Christ and, and more specifically, his take on the, the kingdom of God versus the world. And what we've seen is that they're pretty far apart. And although we live in both as Christians, we are called to give our allegiance first to Jesus as King and the kingdom of God. And so that brings us to where we are right now, where we, where we sit today, because we need to move forward from where we are right now. And so the, the title that made the most sense to me right now was In God We Trust. And like we've done for the last couple of weeks, this will also be the conscience of Christ. Uh, this will be part three, obviously. As you read through the Gospels, we see so much of who Jesus was and how he thought and, and what he did and how he viewed the kingdom of God. And that was really much of his time was talking to people about, hey, look, come into the kingdom. Here's the kingdom. Here's what God offers in the kingdom. But what you'll find much less of is how he interacted with the world or what for the last couple of weeks we've been calling the empire. And that's not to say that he doesn't talk about the world. In fact, he talks about the world a lot. But when he does, he has a very specific and a very clear agenda. And uh, I think it's probably best summed up in this scripture right here in John 12, verse 46. I've come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in the darkness. If anyone hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge that person. For I didn't come to judge the world, but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I've spoken will condemn them at the last day. For I didn't speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and all that I've spoken. Now I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. And it's interesting the way Jesus views the world. He views it as a place of darkness that is controlled by the devil. And he sees his place in the world as being a light to this dark place. And he also sees it as his responsibility to testify to the truth as though what is in the world is a lie, which we believe it to be. And he says the very words of God, that's the truth. And so when I speak, I speak the truth because I speak exactly what God 
would want me to say and exactly what God would want you to know. And he also saw the world as a place to be saved from, not really a place where you make your home. And we remember words like this. Jesus says, what good would it do to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit your very soul? So he's saying, good, you could have everything in the world if you want it. It was actually offered to me from Satan at one time. Luke 4, he says, if you want it, you can have it all. But that's great. You will live, live I don't know, 80, 90 years, whatever. In the end, you lose. What good would it be to get everything the world has to offer? And you miss out on the greatest thing in the world. The greatest thing ever is to be with God forever. One of the, the very few times that he directly addresses the empire is what we see in Matthew chapter 22. And we looked at this a couple of lessons ago, maybe last week. But I think it bears repeating because it really, it has a lot of weight in what we say today. This is Matthew 22, beginning in verse 17. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius. And he asked them, Whose image is this? And whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, so give back to Caesar what Caesar's and to God what is God's. And when they heard this, they were amazed. So they left him and they went away. And so the question comes up, do we pay the empire tax or not? Which nobody wanted to pay. So maybe they were looking for a way out. And why were they amazed at his response? What were they expecting? I think they were expecting the way out. No, of course we're not going to pay that stinking tax. Who wants to pay the tax? We're, we're, we're above that. We don't need to pay the tax. But what he tells them is this. There are certain things in life that we give to God. Our faith. Our loyalty. Our allegiance. Our trust. And our worship. But, because we also live in the empire... We have to obey its rules. That's, that's the deal. That's how it was set up. And the empire is set up that way for one reason. Because it, it functions in only one realm. The empire functions in the present age. It's the here and now. And decisions and choices that are made are only for the here and now. And so we look at the way that the empire functions. There are plans and priorities in the empire. How it looks. How it's set up. Who does, who does what? What gets done? And all those decisions in the empire are strictly for the here and now. God's thoughts are not even a factor. Now, also in the empire, you've got rules and regulations. In the empire, there are rules that tell you what you can and what you can't do. There are rules how to keep it orderly, how to keep it safe, how to keep it functioning. And again, all of that is for the benefit of the here and now. God's rule, God's law is not the standard in the empire. And guess what? I totally get that. And it makes perfect sense. Because if all I had 
was the here and now. I would be extremely concerned with the inner workings of the empire too. And I would want to make sure I can do everything I can do to make sure that it's perfect. But guess what? It, it's not all I have. And my guess is because you're watching this right now, it's not all you have. You see, we have more. We have something that's much greater. We have the kingdom of God. Okay, so what does that mean? That we totally withdraw and we totally, you know, disengage from everything in the world, all of its rules. We get disengaged from all the regulations. Does that mean we disengage and withdraw from all the plans and all the priorities in the world? No. Remember what Jesus said in that now famous for us John 17 prayer. And I'll read part of it. This is in verse uh, 15. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one, right? So God's intention was, no, no, stay there, but we want to make sure you're safe while you're there. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. So it seems like he wants us here, at least for now. But it's important that we understand while we're here, who we are, why we're here, and, and how to be while we're here. And one of those times when Jesus was talking about life in the world, and specifically living in the empire, the disciples are really beginning to question where they fit in, how they fit in, if they even fit in. And here's a couple of things that he had to say to them. In John 14, verse 1, and this is the older version of uh, the NIV, Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. And so that's how he set up the conversation that he was about to have with them. And he goes on for what we have as two very long chapters in the book of John, explaining how to get that done. But he, he closes it out with this, John 16, verse 33. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. Now, what is he saying there? Well, I think the first part is pretty clear, that while we're here on planet Earth empire, we may have some tough times. We might not like the way it's set up. We might not like the way it's run. We might not like who's in charge. We might not like the way everything works. But we've got to remember, it's temporary. It's all about the present age, the here and now. Jesus says, look, take heart, forget that for a moment. I've overcome the world, and so will you. Which means that the kingdom of God is, is not just of the, the present age, because it is or we wouldn't be here, right? But even more than that, it's about the, the, the age to come. And that's something that the empire cannot deliver. It has no bearing on the age to come. The only thing that does is the kingdom of God. Now, we, we do live in both worlds, right? We live in the present age and the age to come. And I'm confident that if I stay faithful to God, that I'm going to see what comes after this life. So I'll see the fulfillment 
of that of that age to come. I'll see what's beyond this world. But honestly, it's living in this world that gives me the most trouble. And that's what concerns me the most. And so looking back at that at that coin illustration that Jesus told, he's really saying through that coin, as much as we have to give to God what is God's, and we do have to give to God our faith and our loyalty and our allegiance and our, our trust and our worship, of course. But as much as we have to do that, we also have to be prepared to give the empire what belongs to the empire. And as hard as that might be at times, and as frustrating as it might be, and discouraging, and, and maybe even painful, we have to play by the empire rules while we are still in the empire. We, we don't get a pass just because we're Christians, right? We would like to think like, oh, well, you know, I'm above all that. You're still in all that. So while you're in the empire, you play by the empire rules. And, and that's fine because it's the world. We would expect that. What else would, would, you, would you expect? But while doing so, and here's the important part. While doing so, we have a greater responsibility than the average rule keeper. Because we as Christians live by principle first. Rules are rooted externally. They're put on you without a choice. You follow or there's punishment. Principles are different. Principles are internal. They come from your conscience. They, they guide you, not force you. And, and what that will do for all of us as Christians is help us to, to shape how we interpret and how we live with rules. So when we see things that make sense, like safety regulations, okay, so speed limits make sense. Imagine if there were no speed limits and everybody could drive as fast as they want wherever, you know, half of us wouldn't be here right now. They make sense seatbelt laws, you know, airbags. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that are, that are legislated that we say, good, I'm so glad that's there. You know, taxes make sense. I don't like them any more than you do, but if we didn't pay taxes, we'd have no schools, we'd have no highways, you know, all the things that, that we take for granted would not be there. So we gotta have taxes. Health laws make sense, right? I'm glad there's a, there's a, a law that says you, you can only sell certain products a certain way, otherwise half of us would be dead. Criminal law makes sense, right? If somebody breaks into your house, you know, steals everything or, you know, harms somebody in your family and they, they get caught, they should have to pay that penalty. So we all get that. We follow those because we see the value. We see the principle behind them. But because we are principle-driven people, if something isn't right, if there's an injustice that's happening that, that violates our conscience, and our principles, then we respectively speak up. And we can be the voice of change, not simply because we don't like the rule. I don't like that. I want to change it. No, we speak up because the principle that, that we feel so strongly about is being violated or being challenged. And that's how we live within the rules. And this is why and this is how we can follow scriptures like this. 1 Peter 2.17, show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, fear God, honor the empire. Or maybe this one, 1 Timothy 2, verses 1 and 2, I urge 
you then, first of all, that, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Or this one, Titus 3, beginning of verse 1. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. And so, yes, we follow the rules because we respect authority. But we know that God is ultimately over all things. But because we're also so principle-driven, we can actually help shape the plans and the priorities of the empire without having to give it our allegiance. God can still always be first. So here's a few things uh, that we as the kingdom should really consider as we move forward. We should have a clear understanding of why we have the kingdom. You know, in the empire, there are really very few genuine choices. Because its foundation is, is built on rules and regulations, there's a huge amount of forced compliance within it. And there's no legal way around it. Again, we don't get the get out of obeying the rules card because I'm a Christian, you know, clause. That just doesn't happen. While we're here, we need to follow the rules. Jesus, Peter, and Paul just made that very clear. But we do live in that other realm, too, the kingdom. And that world is about choices. And it's those choices that can have the greatest impact on the empire. There are things that speak louder than legislation because they have to do not with rule, but with principle. We can choose morality because it's, it's based on a biblical principle of purity before God. Purity in, in how we think, purity in what we do, purity in our, our relationships. And it's who we are because we know that God's always watching. We can also choose justice because it's based on a biblical principle of equality for everyone with a deep sense of fairness and empathy and compassion in all the things that we see in Jesus. We can choose integrity because it's, it's based on a, a biblical principle of honesty before God. We do the right thing because it is the right thing, not just because somebody is telling us to. And we can choose mercy because it's based on a biblical principle of forgiveness that is the very backbone of redemption through Christ. One thing the world excels in is judgment. And one thing that it is woefully lacking in is mercy. So through mercy comes peace. And if there's anything that we need right now in, in huge amounts in this world is peace. But peace cannot be legislated. We've tried that for centuries. It doesn't work. It has to be felt. It doesn't come through a law. It doesn't come through a rule. It comes from the heart. And, and so all of this 
is where we come in. That's why we as the kingdom of God are so important to the empire. We don't write it off. We're important. We're vital to the empire. Because we, through choice, bring morality and justice and integrity and mercy. And that brings peace. We're going to be on a rocky road for a while in this country. But just remember who you are, why you're here, and how we should be while we're here. And above all, remember to trust in God. You can't go wrong there. Amen. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. This has been an episode of the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. Please subscribe so you can keep up to date with the latest podcasts.